two more minutes of Saturdays in there. Feeling Saturday on a Thursday is what I like to say. Oh, man. (laughs) I literally just thought, like, who's the gayest rocker? Elton John. (laughs) What's his most rocking song? Saturday night. Not the bitches back? Come on. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That would have been so good. See? See? That's why Frank's the man. You also, there's Philadelphia Freedom. One of my I thought about favorites. it, but it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn indeed. No, you went the right route. L- good energy. I something wanted something rocking. I really want to kick this off right, man. It's Pride Month, baby. It is Pride Month. And I'm a fan <laughs> of the Elton John. You know, I, it's crazy because we used to live in a time where we knew they were gay. We didn't really care because they rocked so hard. You know, like Freddie Mercury, oh. Queen. Like, come on, Queen fucking rocked, man. Who cared that he was gay? Nobody, man. Nobody. It didn't matter. David yeah, really didn't Bowie. Matter. You know, but you know what the difference was? He didn't spend all day talking about gay rights yes. and LGBTQ no, exactly, and man. tweeting, you know. No, he just rocked. Yeah, he just went out there and rocked. Yeah. <laughs> rocked out, had the mustache. We all knew he was gay. We were like, yeah, man, the tight pants, huh. the flamboyant We know what dancing. that mustache is for. Yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. It's for the mustache rides. We know what it's all about, absolutely. But uh, look, I'm just... We all saw the Simpsons. Back in the Ned day, Flan- dude. Ned Flanders. The gay rockers, man. Big fan of the Elton John. I, the, you, we could do a month of Elton John, to be totally honest. He has. Oh, I was just going to do a month of gay rockers. Which I think it's going to be really funny because I'm. There was already two today that I'm not sure if they're gay, so that's why I didn't play them. No way, dude. I like your gay rocker idea, and I'm rolling with that as well. I did Jack Johnson to open it. That's pretty funny. And so. Uh, no, <laughs> he's not really gay, but it's kind of gay rock, right? No. Well, he's for the gays. For the gays, yeah. Oh, I'll let it slide. <laughs> but Gay adjacent. You didn't. Inf- I'm. I'm down with this, and I will roll with you on it because I'm. I'm all for it, dude. The the gay rockers, man. A lot of them. The gays know how to rock, dude. I'm telling you. Mm, they're not a sing. The gay dude. You know what it is. You need a singer in a band, and a gay dude is still cooler than a chick. You know. No, but to be the front man, you know, you, you have to have this flamboyant kind of showy persona, man. You know, we were talking about who was Oh, you're right. That's why the Brits can do it, because they're practically gay just by being British. Yeah, well, look at Mick Jagger. So, that's right? what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. he well, was just being British. Well, no, we talked about Mick Jagger uh, a few episodes ago when we discussed at the opening uh, the passing of uh, Tina Turner. Uh, yes. And I had done some reading up on her life because I uh, admittedly was just not really informed on, you know, kind of her successes and what what kind of her rise to fame was. And I was shocked. All I really knew was that she was working overtime. She was working overtime, man. <laughs> she, uh, but I, again, what really took me story-wise was her connection to Mick Jagger and the tour that they went on with uh, the Stones in 69 or 67 and how he, in his own biographies and in interviews, he discusses how that inspired him and who he became. Like, the Mick Jagger we know, the fact that there's a uh, Adam Levine song, the Maroon 5 jam, Moves Like Jagger, right? The Moves Like Jagger, those exist because he mimicked 
Tina Turner in 1967. Like, you know, that's crazy shit to me. That, uh, you know, but also, Mike, the flamboyancy. Come on, man. Like, the, the femininity. But was anyone talking about, like, oh, is, is Mick Jagger trans? Like, no. He was, no. Just, he was just a dude who got laid. And well, he's was, just European. He was able to utilize uh, feminine gestures and moves and dress, dude. Remember, like, uh, you know what it was, though? It was hard to argue because you're, all the chicks loved him. So you couldn't be like, you know. That's my thing with all these rockers, man, especially in the 60s, dude. Look at, like, Jimi Hendrix. Like, look at what he's wearing. He's got, like, this, like, fluffy shirt with, like, puffy stuff and, like, a, you know, like. Yeah, like, like you could never wear that. See-through silk scarf yeah. flowing around. Like, Jimi Hendrix, he's kind of wearing some chick clothing, you know, if you really kind of look oh, back. Oh, all of them, Yeah, dude. all of them, dude. Like. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of old daddies, Mick Jagger. You know who's about to be another daddy? I hope you're about to talk about Al Pacino. Oh! Al Pacino, <laughs> bro! Who is fucking Al Pacino? How much Viagra? Dude, that kid is going to come out more Viagra than Al Pacino. There is no way those balls are working, dude. Dude, I knew you'd want to talk about it. I did not oh, put this on the docket. Shit. So funny, dude. He's 83 years old. He's having a kid he just announced. For he- those of you that didn't know if he was Italian, there you go. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the sausage never fails. <laughs> it's him and Robert De Niro. Like, come on. <laughs> Nobody else is having kids. Is Timothy Chalamet having kids? How many kids does Timothy Chalamet have? <laughs> no, that's the best part. That's the best part. The only people in Hollywood fucking women and having kids are over like sixty, or they're Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt has like six kids with two women at uh, this point. Yeah. Does he really? I thought he was only. Yeah. No, he does. Well, good. He should have more. He should nick candidate it up. We need more. Uh, he Chris is. Pratt. That's what I'm saying. I'm all for the. Chris it's Pratt. always the shitty guys that you don't want more of are Nick doing a Nick Cannon. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not opposed to more De Niro. Pacino bloodline flowing out oh, there. Oh, yeah, give me a couple more Pacinos, <laughs> give me man. Some good take actors, it. The world's yeah. got some room for some <laughs> more Pacino, you know? <laughs> I think we could use a little more Pacino out there, too. <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny how there's people... Actually, I'm going to call this a win. This year, we got rid of a Festavius, and we're getting a Pacino. <laughs> I'm going to call this a fucking win. Hey, it's not even going to fuck, fuck up the telephone book because of the PP, you, you know, know? It's about time the Italians get a victory here in this society. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Pacino. Pacino De Niro's are taking over. It's unbelievable. No, I was, I was so blown away by that. I, re- I read that article, Mike. It was all over, too. The, oh, all dude. the news sites, man. Yeah, there was. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you got it. Dude, that's super sperm, bro. I mean, this guy. Come on. No, he dude, had twins. that's super drugs, you... man. That's, that's Cialis. Oh. You know what he does? He takes the Cialis daily, and then right before he fucks, he snorts the Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the key when you're 81. No, dude. I'm telling you. De Niro and you think he's just getting hard naturally and fucking. I'm not. No, naturally? I'm not. Choc- well, I mean they're Italian, so that's we don't know. Uh, there, there's something about. Well, here's my thing. Okay, so I have known <laughs> a few old old men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. And from what I've heard, it really comes down to maintaining your blood pressure. Yeah, I, I, 
again, if you if you have good blood pressure, <laughs> you're, you're, even if you're 90 years old, you're still getting hard. I don't think that De Niro or Pacino look out of shape. Um, for their have age. you seen De Niro? He looks like he melted. <laughs> he literally looks like he literally looks like one of the Godfathers melted. So this we when we discussed De Niro having the kid at 79, he just had a kid. This is a few weeks ago. The news broke. We were talking about it and how the only way it worked, you, you said it, is if she was like 29 or whatever. And I think, I, I don't know how old the De Niro chick is, but I can only assume she's in that age range. The Pacino girl in the 20s, no doubt about it. I, I, I can't remember. It was like 20. It was upper 20s, I think, maybe. Yeah. But you never know with oh, these Hollywood. Oh, it's definitely guys. upper 20s. <laughs> yeah. Early 20s, you think you still have a chance of a good looking guy. <laughs> 29 is when you're like, all right, I'll fuck that guy. You're desperate. You're like, all right, I'll go to that party at Pacino's. Well, no, can, next week worst? I'm 30, then nobody's fucking me. What's not even this guy. So. <laughs> I fucking love this. I came with 83. He banged. 83? Yes, he's 83 years old. He's 83. Oh, man. He knocked up a chick in her 20s, and uh, he's going to have a kid. Well, I guess if you're not too old to be president, you're not too old to be a father. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, uh, here's the thing. Joe Biden, not Italian. Pacino, Italian. There's just mm. a lot of variables. Yeah, I can see Pacino fucking. I don't think Joe Biden. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, There's something about Pacino and De Niro. I know. Joe everybody- Biden takes a Viagra. <laughs> his right hand just gets hard and goes up. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Hal Hitler the whole time. Everybody like kind of was in an uproar about De Niro having the kid, and I can only assume they're having the same issue with Pacino. But my my thing, to be honest, man, did you see uh, Elon tweeted about De Niro when it was announced uh, that he's having a kid? He tweeted like something about alpha males or bulls being alpha male bulls, or you know what I'm saying? It was something on the level of because you know Elon has like. He's got like something like almost like a dozen kids, doesn't he? He's got a bunch of kids with a bunch of people. Oh. I'm almost certain. He's so. got that trans kid. Why wouldn't you though? If you're a billionaire, man. Well, he, that's what I'm thinking with Pacino and De Niro. Like everyone. Think about is, how many. Think about how many people in our family are broke and have kids with multiple women. That's my point, dude. Like, what does De Niro or Pacino care? They have another kid. That I was reading about Pacino's kids. He has like twins with some other chick. He has. I think he has twins with Beverly D'Angelo, who is the wife on the Vegas vacation movies or the vacation movies, you know? Wow, really? And that's his second wife. He has two other kids with a woman before her, and now he has <laughs> this, no, this new kid at 83 with like, this chick who's 29, wow. man. Yeah, dude, this guy's fucking... Who, he doesn't care. You know he doesn't care. Wow, that's crazy. 83, though, maybe he doesn't even know he's having a kid. This could be like a Feinstein situation where the chick is, like, milking him for all his dough. You know what? If the worst thing that happens to me at the end is some girl rapes me and has a kid, I've had a good life. Yeah, I'm going to say you made it. That is like, uh, (laughs) you're banging a 29-year-old? You don't even know what's going on? Success. Uh, Success. (laughs) yeah oh man yeah Yeah, props to that 29 year old man damn that's crazy 
I'm glad you know what's crazy? Uh, I think it was Tom. Was it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise married three times, right? And that's all right. three, he divorced them when they were thirty-three. Wow, thirty-three. That's a Masonic uh, kind of Illuminati-based n- number. It was weird because he like it was like three at thirty-three. He's so, very yeah. into that. Uh, and speaking of the Scientologists, they convicted Danny Masterson of rape, who is a Scientologist. And they covered up the rapes for like they a set decade. them up. Oh, you think they covered it up? <clears throat> they well, no, they did, and something happened where yeah, I I I agree with you. I think they he got set up on some. No, level. no, no. These girls are Scientologists, bro. They they retried this guy like nine times. This thing's it been was, going yes, on for like no, ten years now. It was a mistrial. Now. It was a literal mistrial in December, and then they bring it back, and then he gets called out on two of the three counts. And, and yeah. they're not allowing evidence in, and like it's like it's all hearsay. And the two girls are like in this church that he left or some shit. Didn't he leave oh, the church? If he left, then this is a very interesting take, and it makes so much more sense that he's going to jail. Because I always believed if you're part of the Scientology, that you you never nothing happens to you. Look at Tom Cruise. Look at uh, John Travolta. Guys are untouchable. So if Masterson left, that makes more sense as to why he's been completely destroyed here. What they say about Scientology, you can go anytime you like, but you can never leave. Oh, yes. Wow. Do you think whole... that's what it is? I don't know. I'm trying to find, did he leave? I don't know, but... Um... I, I thought that's what it was, was he left, and then all these accusations came out. And that's that's when I was like, wait a minute. And then it went to trial, there was all these mis... There's, I think there's more than one mistrial. Yeah, I, I know only, I was reading about it in Associated Press earlier today, and I picked up on the fact that December, as recently as, as December, they had the mistrial. And I found that as just peculiar, like kind of like, well, okay, well, that means then he's no longer under the protection. And then you're right, and I didn't really pick up on it. I'm kind of ashamed of myself, actually. Like, you are right on the money. These are literally chicks, a part of the Scientology group. This is probably some sort of <clears throat> insane coordinated attack against him on some level. No doubt about it. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I think I was wrong. It's so hard to say because it's like all the dude. Every news is just bullshit. I you one of to, the like, victims was facts. his wife or girlfriend. I, he he drugged and raped these chicks. From what yeah, I understand, no, no. Like, I see. I thought I thought he left the church. No, no, I think they left the church and then accused him. All right, and he's still part think, of the church. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah, and they're like the, the Scientologists are still backing him up. Yeah, I mean, I I can only imagine here. Well, yeah. we'll see how this unfolds over the next months. Oh, that's uh, several months. Wow, I, it's, that's interesting. So has, now, my opinion, you guys are seeing it live. My opinion has flipped one hundred eighty degrees on this one. And this is why this show is great, folks, because we're willing to change our minds, admit we're wrong. Uh, what is the first thing we always tell everybody on this show? We're certified morons. We, oh, have we no know idea nothing. Yeah, we no, 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 like literally for like two years, I've been following this and on his side, like, this is a witch hunt. Fuck these bitches. But no, dude. I swear to God, dude. Fuck this guy. He totally fucking drugged and raped these girls. Yeah, from what and I read, he Cosby'd these chicks. And yeah, he's, he's the a, church. Quite it was the like ball. the church was all for it. I think, I think he was doing it for the church well, now. From what I understand is it was 
I, I believe it was covered up for a long time. I think there's several yeah. decades there where the church covered it up and suppressed the victims. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah. I think there you was know a I really feel bad in all of this? coordinated effort there. You know who I really feel bad in all of this? <laughs> Jean, Jean, Jean Carroll? Carroll? Yeah, yeah. The girl that Trump raped? That's Nobody's right. going to be talking about that now. We're talking about Danny Masterson. Nobody's going to talk about anything now because there's only one thing we're going to talk about from here until eternity. And you know what that is. Biden fell at the Academy. Did you see this today? No. Did he fall again? Dude. So Biden, Joe Biden, is in Colorado. He's at the Air Force Academy. And he was on stage doing his commencement speech. And he fell very embarrassingly. Very badly. <laughs> it's a very... but I did, You didn't see this? It was all over. It was all over everything, dude. It's Frank, I was okay, literally in a crawl space you have rotting. Your, okay, well, you have your supercomputer in front of you now. Google for me, <laughs> Biden fall, Air Force. You, you will see it. It's so spectacular. It was all over everything. I couldn't avoid it. I, I put the whole show together, and then I was ready to roll out the show, and I was like, God, it's over. no one will stop talking about this. It's ridiculous. He falls so... Oh, why is he wearing it? Oh, no. no he that, tried to run. Dude, he make, tried make, to run. It take a long time to pick him up. It's a bad fall, folks. It's a very bad fall. It and does, then he points at the cable. It's so, it's so who, embarrassing. Who, 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 put the, who put this cord down and then duct taped it to the floor? All right, so Joe Biden uh, fell. Very embarrassing. Why is he wearing that hat? So in real time, uh, they they asked Trump who was at a rally about it, and I got a little clip of that, and I really enjoyed this. This is this is why people on the left don't understand why people on the right embrace this man. He he knows how to engage a crowd. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is look. The whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yes, dude. This guy's a master, man. He is that. Dude. A, he's on another level. Oh he's God. playing 4D chess with the media, dude. This is fucking you, beautiful. You brought him an embarrassing moment of his competition. He turned it onto a self-deprecating joke about himself. D- dude. You that want, was a master class you in can't, how to... <laughs> in, in how to just... I don't know. Control a room. You know? That's what I'm saying about this guy. I don't think people understand on the uh, left. Like, like, yeah, we understand you think he's despicable. That's why you but- got to be careful, even if you have to tiptoe down the ramp. Dude, come on, man. Genius. This guy's he's funny. He's a funny dude, man. I, I don't like this Terrible. guy. Terrible. I, I don't want to be know. a president. I would love to. I would love to go play golf with him. I'm okay with him being president again. I really am. I I look back. The more we go down this path that we're on, the more I look back on the time yeah. right before 
March 2020. Yeah. That was a great time. The problem is you're judging him by the alternative. <laughs> if I may <laughs> steal a quote from Joe Biden. <laughs> hey, do not hey, judge. Oh. Hey now. Do not judge Trump uh, by the alternative. think there's better out there i totally agree with you but also i enjoy a guy who makes me laugh no that is he's a because it makes oh he's a genius do you know what that uh that clip symbolizes to me it it makes me think that this man can think on the cuff in a moment with other world leaders and never you see what you know what i'm saying oh did you see what he did first he, he, he gave himself some space to think by first. First thing he said was, well, I hope he's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, it's just, it was so good. That oh, is a perfect. master class yes, and how to handle a, a question <laughs> you don't know the answer to. You weren't ready for it. Clearly came out of nowhere. You didn't have a piece of paper with the fucking guy's name and yes. face on it and what question he was going to ask. Yes, you know man. what I mean? Yes, like, dude. yeah. It was just a, it was just a, a quick little, you know, hey, this breaking news, this just happened. What's your response? And you were able to come up with a very coherent, you know what I mean? Funny. Were, yeah, I it was funny. It was, it was funny. It was once, witty. It was uh, here's witty. my question to everybody who voted for Joe Biden or supports Joe Biden. When's the last time Joe Biden was genuinely funny? Yes. When is the or last? just genuine. Just, I want to offer me up a clip where Joe Biden was on the cuff, genuinely funny. Good cuff. Give it to me. Because even Obama had moments. They all do. Biden. Bush had so, dude. Bush was a funny guy. They they uh, cherry picked these clips where Joe Biden's got the bike helmet on, and he's with Secret Service, and he's all doped up on whatever they give him, and he makes some quip, and then he eats the ice cream, and he goes, "I, I give me something where someone throws a curveball at him, and he genuinely." You remember, like, Ducey, that clip of Ducey saying something, and Joe Biden's like, you know, give him the tough guy, Joe Biden response, <laughs> but he kind of sounded like an incoherent old dude who just needs to take it easy. You know, like, I... You can't get... The one thing about Trump, and I'm going to say this also, you can't get that out of DeSantis. DeSantis is very robotic. And, and like, like, Trump has this uncanny ability and we just listened to it right there to just spontaneously wow you in the moment and i i love i really enjoy that clip that's 20 seconds man of just like a that dude was president man like imagine just the (laughs) fact dude just the fact that he's putting himself in that position Joe yes. Biden literally isn't even putting himself in the no, position that's my to point. be thrown a curveball. Exactly. Do- yes. Dude, Donald Trump has that New York attitude where he goes up there and he's like, all right, give me your best shot. Okay, here's, what my you fa- got? here's my you favorite know? part about Trump's presidency. This is all I remember and probably will remember is Trump angrily and aggressively walking either to or from the helicopter and then stopping on the lawn and just... L- angrily answering questions from the media <laughs> like screaming at the media 
Do you remember that? It was almost every day. He'd be... It was the best. No, that's what I mean. Going to the helicopter or coming back, and he would just stop and just take he questions. He couldn't resist. Man. No, he loved No matter it. what was going on yes. in the news, he would just fucking go and talk to the reporters and take questions. And then here's... I'll throw this out there for all the uh, supporters of the, of the other side there, the blue team. Uh, people out there, you know, the those who would rag on the concept that like, oh, Trump would say something about China and then stocks would do this and then he'd say this about China and stocks would do that. At least Trump was walking back and forth saying stuff. We never hear anything yeah, from Biden. Never hear anything like, from Biden. There was at least a comfort on some level, even though it was divisive and it made you it boiled your blood right on that side, even though you were fired up about this guy, at least. Every day, all day long, you were in real time hearing about what that guy was thinking. I'll tell you what, dude. I just saw it the other day. There is no clip of any president better than when CNN or whatever fucking liberal media sent the Chinese reporter (laughs) to ask Trump why he keeps calling it the Chinese flu. It's from China. And he just looks at her because it's from China. And next, like, dude, that is one of the best clips of him. He, I'm telling you. That he is may end up being wrong gold. about that, though, as we discussed. May end up being wrong about that. It may have been from America. Well. Yeah. He, he didn't know. I'm going to give it to him. He it's, didn't know. I'm going to say it's American DNA. Yes. But. Comes from China, you know. They, Absolutely. They really... Look, we we don't know. We just we live in a world where we have no idea what the truth is. There is a veil of secrecy pulled upon and over our eyes. There is no doubt about it. But luckily, thankfully, we have the folks over at NASA telling us the real deal about UFOs. Oh, <laughs> NASA says it has received more than 800 reports of unidentified flying objects from around the world since 1996. But here's the thing. Almost all of those sightings are easily explained, but around 2 to 5% of them are actual mysteries. Now, for the first time, the agency investigating these UFOs held a public meeting revealing its research. Videos like these capture the many agencies of unidentified- do we have? Uh, every alphabet like maybe that's combined. why we're so broke. <laughs> I think I just figured out why we're so broke. Yes, man. Yes. Every fucking there's a million reporters out there right now talking about some agency and their work. We don't need all these agencies. I couldn't agree more. There's too many alphabet agencies out there. <laughs> too many agencies, dude. Let's trim down some alphabets. <laughs> Aerial phenomena or UAP sightings each year. Oh my gosh, dude. Now, an Stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> my whole life, my whole life, it was UFO. Yes, man. Whatever, whatever agency spent millions of dollars in a decade changing it to UAP, yeah, we could get rid of that agency oh, for well, sure. Here's UAP brought to you by the same group who changed monkeypox to mpox. That's M-pox. right. Yeah, we okay. are re- yeah, yeah. All of you just got fired. We're doing budget cuts. Mike, you got to refresh to be fresh, all right? You're just not <laughs> keeping up with the times, dude. Listen to Subway, dude. Come on. <laughs> Rebrand. It's addressing how and why it's investigating the incidents. The presence of UAPs raises concerns about the safety of our skies. In the group's first public meeting Wednesday, 
Experts stress the need for more high-quality observations to uncover the truth. In fact, if I were to summarize in one line what I feel we've learned, it's we need high-quality data. The panel said stigmas leads to people being reluctant to report sightings and harassment for scientists investigating them. But many events that are studied can be explained. In the environment that we fly in, space or, you know, an atmospheric flight, very, very conducive to optical illusions. Retired astronaut Scott Kelly has spent more than five... Yeah, see what you're seeing up there wasn't a UFO, it was a space balloon caught on some swamp gas. <laughs> Caught a little solar flare. It's always swamp gas. Sweeping through in the swamp gas. Caught a little solar flare up in the uh, astronomosphere. You know, and uh, uh, Dingleberry. Yeah. was great. <laughs> 100 days in space. I would see things and I was like, oh, that's really not behaving like it should. And every single time. When I would look at it long enough, I would realize that it was atmospheric lensing. And because of variations. Yeah, my name is, uh, was it Scott? I'm the guy who uh, spent the longest time up in the space shuttle or station there. Uh, I'm definitely not going to lie for the government to you about what I saw up there for one full year. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name, Scott Kelly? Like, did you yeah. make a faker name? He's right. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> dude, that, my name is uh, Frank Chris. You're not and, even uh, kidding me, dude. Uh, like he's a twin. Do you know he has a twin? That's yeah. How... He's got the twin. Yeah. So maybe they're uh, genetically engineered fellas. Maybe. Right. The the hmm. Kelly twins. Maybe there's a whole army of Kellys out there. It's a little weird, dude. I knew a, no, a couple Kellys in my life. Is it Scott and Scoot Kelly? I could only. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the hope the other one's Scoot. <laughs> Scott and Scoot. It goes by a scooter. <laughs> in the atmosphere, it made the trajectory look like it wasn't going in a straight line. The panel did not completely rule out the possibility of extraterrestrials. We haven't found life beyond Earth yet, right? I mean, let's be clear about this. We haven't found it yet, but we're looking. The 16. That says the guy who looks like an alien. I can't even stress this enough. These people like, look like lizards. How, <laughs> how do I get that job? <laughs> I mean, how much are you getting paid to just look into space for aliens? Like, I'll do that. Let me look. Let me. How about for two weeks a year, I get to look. You go rod toilets. <laughs> Call it even. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I love that guy. No, no, no. We've been looking. No aliens. Not We've yet. Been looking. Yeah, we're going to keep looking. But we'll keep on looking. <laughs> well, the other guy, he's talking about the safety of space around Earth. We can't even, we can't even get safety on the streets of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to secure the space around Earth? Yeah, man. That's right, have, man. Have you been to Michigan Avenue? <laughs> Denver has had unprecedented violence, gun violence, gang violence. Yeah. Can we do a... Uh... We allocate some funds over here first before we uh, go further out. <laughs> I think I found another agency we could get rid of. Whoever this guy looking in the space <laughs> for aliens. I'm just kidding. I mean, we do need to find aliens. I'm but... a big fan of this stuff. I, I love uh, venturing out, exploring where no man has gone before. I'm a big, big fan. But but I, I have this thing with like the union jobs. Uh. Mostly the guys that work like in the hall, 
and it's the same thing with government jobs, is we have a lot of positions in these organizations where the job itself is like, like the whole job itself is making the job necessary. You're right. The guy who just talked, uh, who spoke there at the end and mentioned how uh, we haven't found any life out there, unfortunately. Trust yeah. me. The guy's making six figures to just tell us that not, not nothing a, yet. <laughs> he's not actually looking. He's not actually doing it. We don't even really need him, but he spends his whole life making it seem like his job is important. But also, if you're a, like me, a tinfoil hat conspiracy nut job theorist, you believe that our government and the world governments are already in cahoots with alien civilizations of the various type. You got the greys, you know, you've got the uh, nah, the no Nordic way. whites. You know, we, we already... I'm just saying, if you're like me and you're on that level, this guy's full the, of shit, man. NASA's... The Nordic whites? Yeah, there's these Ugh. Nordic... So the aliens are racist, too? Yeah, they're white supremacists. You didn't know this? This is... <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean there's a space Africa? Oh, it's called uh, Wakanda. I thought you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of forever? If you got white aliens, I'm only assuming you got black <laughs> aliens. You know what I mean? Which means there's got to be a black, Af- I mean, an Africa, a space Africa. Yeah, but they've never made it to America because they've been oppressed all this time. And uh, the uh, uh, the Nordic whites. Uh, they're keep, stuck working on the Nordic whites' shit. They keep holding them down. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they got no dibs on America. On this planet. Oh, man, it's so bad. To, to be fair, the Nordic Whites, they did elect one of them as president. <laughs> there are all sorts of alien species out there. If you are into the ufology and the whole, like, Bob Lazar and kind of, um, you know, the Area 51 world and the idea that we've been in contact with these civilizations for a long time, Russia, China, America in contact with maybe even different alien civilizations it's very possible it it is very possible when you take a look around at what's going on around us man like are have we been taken over by an alien race like and we just don't know it we're just being enslaved it kind of feels like we're a little bit enslaved on some level man i mean we're playing around with the monopoly money keep raising the debt limit on the monopoly money we don't even know what it means anymore at this point spending well really we're just trying to collect gold for the anunnaki Yes, the Anunnaki. Someone was that the chat room? Did someone drop that on you? There's no way you pulled that out on your own. No way. And yes, I do believe the Anunnaki are the other ones. They're not the Nordics, from what I understand. Uh, and yes, it's possible that we are just uh, hoarding the gold for them, and we're slave race for these aliens. Very possible. Mm. I the longer we were just talking about it with the AI potentially terraforming Earth or chemtrails being a part of some secret program to terraform earth like what if the aliens from another planet were in charge of all the major governments and they were doing the chemtrails and they are terraforming earth in order to make it more livable for their reptilian lizard freako people that they are mm, maybe we, maybe we are under we've we're not only under attack maybe we've been taken over and we have no idea it's it's possible these lizard 
in, our lizards are interdimensional, crazy, freako creatures, man, that we have you know, no control over. They could manipulate our minds, man. Are they gay? I imagine they definitely celebrate Pride Month. That's the That's only what... thing I could assume. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> Anti-Christians is the only thing that I could immediately signal out, out from this group. If you're a lizard, I mean, I... you're definitely uh, pro-Pride, anti-Christian is the one thing I can assume. To be honest with you, man, I, there's just one huge flaw in your alien theory here. I can't wait to hear this. I need it. Like, if any of that was true, right? That's I mean, right. any of that. Oh, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah! would have told us about it, Frank. He did. Come on! He warned us about it. He told us about this intergalactic space water donut. <laughs> this guy. I. Do you know this... Do you know what I'm about to play for you? I have no idea what you're talking about, but I can't wait because this guy, right, for some right. reason, so, he's yeah. been doing the oh, yeah. he's been doing the routine, going <laughs> no, no. for fucking this podcast. ain't no routine. He's... This is something. This is not, so. First of all, we talked about the space race, and I I wanted to clip this for the space race uh, topic that we did in the last episode, <clears throat> and um, I buried it, and then I had a little I had a little time at lunch, and I listened to it, and I thought. I caught on to something in the middle after they talk about the space race with China. Man, Neil deGrasse Tyson, folks, Michael has been onto this man from day one. I have to say this. Mike, you, you have nailed this. This clip is for you, dude. Uh, and I tell everybody, I'm not intellectual. <laughs> I'm not an intellectual, but I spend my all day with an intellectual wish, on a podcast in my ear. You know what I mean? I like, I'm I listening to clip. smart people. I so wish, the minute somebody comes on who's full of shit, I, easy to spot. I just wish I had the clip on me. I couldn't, didn't have the time to find it, but I recall distinctly you making fun and impersonating Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, explaining water and ice and, like, freezing formulation. <laughs> you did do this joke. I do recall this, right? Okay, so... Here's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's on CNN. He's, uh, they're discussing the new space race with China, but then after that, the ladies on the uh, now missing our favorite, Don Lemon, the morning show, they, they asked Neil deGrasse Tyson about uh, a new phenomenon that was discovered in space through the, uh, the, the uh, Webb Space Telescope. So here's Neil deGrasse Tyson explaining space and oh, water, and I did, this one's for Mike. This is for you. I was really fascinated, the James Webb Telescope. Oh. I love it anytime. It is all we that. We get a little nugget, all that and <laughs> it more. It is all that and more. Um, so now it's observed okay. a donut of water, as I understand it, around Saturn, beyond the rings. What does this actually mean? What is the donut of water? Well, just, to, just to say, the search for water is a major objective of NASA <laughs> because... Every place on Earth we find water, we find life, even the Dead Sea. It was called the Dead Sea because no one then had microscopes or the James <laughs> Webb Space Telescope. <laughs> yeah, so, so if, you, if we know that life and water go together and we want to find life elsewhere, you're going to look for water any place you can find it in any shape, form, always. So these outer planets, so uh, not only Jupiter, but Saturn as well, there are conditions there that can support water. And 
in many cases, it's frozen on the surface of moons, but then it's liquefied inside mm -hmm. because the, the moons are stressed by the tidal forces of, of the main planet and other moons. And it's like when you, you hit a, a racquetball, uh, they say, well, let's warm up the ball. You're literally warming up the ball by stressing it and popping it back into shape. That's what's happening with moons in the outer solar system, which renders what would otherwise be frozen water liquid. So when you find water in the outer solar system, um, it, it, it widens the net that you cast in your search for life. So he didn't answer her question at all about yes! what it yeah, that's literally Neil to guess. That's literally, he doesn't answer anything you said, but you know what he did tell you? He did tell you water, ice turns to water when it warms up. <laughs> you see, there's all these, these forces are interacting. They warm it up, and then the ice turns to water. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great, but I asked you about a uh, gravitational orbit around. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking actor man he's such an actor and these idiots asked him a real question and he was like dur, 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 and explain, how, <laughs> explain how water turns from ice turns to water this is the funniest clip i've ever heard of this guy i'm like you've no idea because you've ragged on this guy constantly and i finally found a clip of proving you were right he he'll take like a genuine question like that was a good question i was very like wow, a ring of ice! Like that's crazy. His... A donut of ice! Like yeah, I wanted to know what, like, what forces are causing it to maintain a donut shape. You know, instead and, of like and a then ring. He treated a... her like she was in middle school, and he explained how, like, uh, you know, you apply heat to something, and it turns from ice to water, water you to ice. You hit a like... racquetball, you are literally warming <laughs> it up by adding the tension and the energy from the racket, like. Yeah, no, that's not what I she asked. She understands that, you fucking asshole. Like, that's all of us asked, do. Dude. All of us watching CNN right now <laughs> understand what happens when something, when water is heated up versus where it's cooled down. Okay, yeah. You get water, you get ice. Yes, dude, we know. I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying to find it, but it was like the one clip, it was a long time ago, and it was my red pill for Neil deGasse, and then Michio Kaku and all these guys. Michio Kaku. I I can't find it. So, basics for orbital mechanics. Like, uh, if you're going, if you're in an orbit around the the, um, if you're going in orbit around the Earth, right? Yeah. Like, you're actually kind of you're travel, you're accelerating horizontally, and then the gravity bringing you towards the Earth, towards the center of the Earth, that's what gives you the curve path, right? And so all you, all you need to know is you're going around the Earth. If you want to go farther from the Earth, it's not a matter of turning the wheel because there's no friction, there's no air, there's no nothing, right? So the way you go further from the Earth is by accelerating because what that'll do is just it changes your inertia and it brings you out into a further orbit. Right. It was one of the. Yes. It was actually. It's actually. It's one of the most amazing things because they didn't even know this until they actually went into orbit. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is. Kind of you know scary, I mean? actually, yeah. Because it's not a matter... You think, like, oh, I'm just going to point my rocket away from the Earth and I'm going to go away from the Earth. But no, you actually have to accelerate in your orbit and that's going to that's gonna make your orbit bigger, right? You, you have could, to slowly you, orbit out of Earth. So that's why... What's up? You're slowly you, orbiting you, out of Earth. 
So like one of the one of the geniuses of uh of uh Elon Musk and his big rocket, the BFG, or whatever right, he's man. calling it. Yeah. He's gonna be the first one that actually takes off like you think a rocket's taking off. So imagine just a ball, like a basketball. You think the rocket you think all rockets are just coming straight out from the ball. Right. right. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's what everybody thinks. But, no, but you know no. if you ever wa- yeah, if you yeah. ever watch a space launch, you could see how it's like a curve. Yes. And it's because you're actually going around, not straight out. You're going around and as you ex- as that rocket accelerates, you're widening that orbit. You're leaving with the spinning of the earth. You're actually go you're actually equ- you're 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 doing the same thing a plane's doing. And this is why flat earthers, I'm sorry, You've been disproven just by the basics of oh, us leaving the earth. But if it was yeah. But yeah. the only thing never disproven, the one conspiracy theory that continues forward forever and ever, flat moon theory, oh, folks. Flat. It is flat. It's a disc. Prove me wrong, baby. But yo, so remember, uh, I forgot what it was, but there was something, I forgot what was going on. But anyways, this, this kid was asked, this kid asked Neil to get the the gas, the gas about, (laughs) he asked him about the, uh, orbital mechanics of the, uh, space station. Yeah, man. And he was like, he had some question because there was something where like it was out of orbit. They had, I don't remember. This was a long time ago. And all I remember is Neil deGasse goes on this like, just like he did there. Right? Yeah, man. Where he, where he was like, well, you see when you're orbiting, it's just <laughs> like when you're, you're bending the fabric of space. And that's why there's a wave in this fabric and it goes around and the, the space station is going around just like the earth is going around the sun. If the sun were ceased to exist, it would eight minutes before the earth would stop rotating. <laughs> and, and you can just see this, this dude, this is like a PhD student. He's just like, it's like he's just like, yeah, that's that's elementary. If, uh, that's not a, that's not uh, that's not at all what I asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. You, you just you just answered a question <laughs> like out of a out of a fucking eighth grade physics book. Like that's not at all what I asked. Right. You know? <laughs> but most people most people don't understand what like I I love the uh, flat Earth theory to be totally honest, and I, but I when it comes to the science behind leaving earth and all that orbital kind of craziness. I still feel like we don't get an answer for the firmament. That is the one. Yeah. And the firmament is the big thing. You know, you never hear Elon discussing it. And I, I, there's something up, man. There's, I think it's, I think it's more of a, uh, like a defense thing than, Firmament? Do you think firmament is like uh, uh, falsely created or some sort of fig, like a 
do you think maybe the Americans created the idea in order to dissuade? No, others? I I think it, I think how you get through it is a net, a matter of national security. And uh, for the people who aren't uh, you know familiar, the firmament is um, a basically it's not a line. What is it? Kind of like uh, the it's a zone. It's a zone where on a radiation level, humans are just not capable of surpassing. The idea is we couldn't build something back then that was light enough to take off, but strong enough to block the radiation. Exactly. Past the firmament. Past the firmament. And And my argument would be the reason they don't talk about it is they probably have some technology that's used in high up like defense systems and that's okay, why so it then, probably has to do with like rockets. Hey, oh, so know. now we're there. You now definitely are on board with me on my other conspiracy theory that we have a fantastical black ops space program that is Frank, dominating our space. Fuck, dude, we have a black budget that we spend on space research that is bigger than every defense we, budget but in the world. I have like, been we, contending. What do you I've mean, been saying, we... I have been saying this for a long time and a lot of, not you, but people around me, uh, you know, mostly Emma, I rant my insane rantings to her. Oh, the women always get it the worst. But yeah. I, yeah, and I feel bad for her, but I, I, but my point is, you know, I'm constantly saying like, we must have incredible space age super technology. We, I, I believe we have battleships in space. <coughs> I really believe we so, have so massive, for me, the massive, most, uh, like yeah, space that's stations. Bullshit. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, really believe I fucking believe uh, it, dude. Avenger style, folks. So, okay, the way I just discredit Frank on that one is. Uh, uh, it would have to be larger than an aircraft carrier in the sea right now. And if you go hang out on any military base for more than a couple weeks, yes, you'll meet a guy who has been on an aircraft carrier can give you firsthand account of an aircraft carrier. Okay, so nobody has ever met anybody that's on these flying fucking uh spacecraft, yeah. aircraft carrier things, battleship dude. uh spacecraft uh carriers. Yeah. No. Nope. No, well. I mean, are you saying it's impossible for the military to compartmentalize information and people who are in certain departments and for people to <laughs> well, have... I, I, okay, so that actually brings me to the Bob Lazar. I will tell you, for me, the most... For me, the, for me, the best part about Bob Lazar's story... Yes. ...is he was, I, in my opinion... He was clearly exposed to the most futuristic tech the military had, right? And that was so long ago. I can't even imagine what those guys are like. The Bob Lazar today, what is he seeing? Yeah, that's why I think the tech now, you know? man, I'm telling you, I, I again, the AI talk, everything that's going on, I just feel like there's... It's bizarre that we're being exposed so hard. AI might have been the most recent lab leak. Yeah, there's something up with the AI. I don't, I do. I'm telling you, I don't. There's something Leaked unnerving the to me that the media is obsessed with it. I don't like that because it means to me they're trying to rapidly expose us to something that has happened, and and uh, they're they're like uh, th- with the AI stuff. Ugh. 
and you you watch the media with seriously pay attention a little bit it's really strange what they're doing with the AI. It, it, it's almost like they're like a whole like they know we know like oh you guys have this tech you've had it now if, if See, but we I don't know think you... it's aliens. I think they're just... No, no, I'm not I, saying I think... aliens. I'm literally just saying with the AI tech and the fakery and the bullshit, <clears throat> I, I think people now have awoken to the fact that, oh, man, the media, the politicians, the powers that be, the military, you guys have technology that we, we didn't fathom before, but now, like, if you're tel- telling us about AI and deep fakes, you've had this. So wow, yeah. we're th- that post COVID, uh, man, we're dude. we're in a frightening scenario here. We're in a, a more people are awoken, and you can't pull the shit the same way. I, I, I keep telling you, man, the first deep fake we were exposed to as a nation, the Kennedy assassination. Yes, I believe He's that was locked up in the basement of the White House. Yes, <laughs> that's what they show you when you become president. <laughs> I fucking believe this. There's something up with that. No, I think there's the deep fake technology has been, uh, they're allowing it to be seen now. That should frighten everyone and it should open everyone's eyes because all the tech that we see now, they've had for 30 to 50 years. So go back 50 years. What happened 50 years ago? Yeah. Watergate. Everything. Everything. <laughs> The whole fucking country changed 50 to 60 years ago. You had Vietnam. You had the Kennedy assassination. You had the... By the way, and I, I put this in my notes. I, I was... Uh, we have a little time here, but... Uh, are you, uh, I... I uh, the Kennedy... Oh, did you hear about the Wee Day? Or a Pie Day? No. I don't, even know how, I don't even know how that came up, man. Sorry. That was a... No, well, I just wanted to throw this out there that... Um, and I put this in the notes. I was hanging out and looking stuff up. Kennedy was killed November 1963. Beatlemania was declared December of 1963. I have a theory that they killed Kennedy and then created Beatlemania in order to distract the country from the conspiracy of them and the coup d'etat of the Kennedy assassination. That was the first? Yes, yes. One month later, uh, after Kennedy was assassinated, Beatlemania and the Beatles came to America. Beatlemania struck. So I have a theory that Beatlemania and the Beatles were a construct of MI6 and the CIA, and they brought them over to distract the country post-Kennedy assassination. I'm not kidding. Kennedy was killed in November 1963. One month later, almost to the date, the Beatles came to America and Beatlemania uh, commenced. Changed the so world. That was the first. Oh, that's crazy, dude! You just blew my mind with that one. Yeah, man. When I looked it up and I saw the dates, I was like, "Holy shit!" Has no one connected this? The fact that like, uh, we literally had a coup d'état in public witness. Like everybody saw the government assassinate the president, and then one month later, the Beatles show up and Beatlemania sweeps the country, and that's all the public talks about. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, man. It's so obvious. It's there, dude. It's fucking there. Just like the Grateful Dead was created and controlled by the CIA in the acid movement of the late 1960s, the Beatles were the beta test, and then the Alpha was the Grateful Dead. And that started the counterculture of the late 1960s and the hippie movement, and it, it fucked up America. 
That movement fucked up America for the rest of the, the every generation following. Wow. Beatlemania was created by the CIA and MI6. You've heard it first here on the Dude Man Podcast. Never forget. I'm telling you right now. I'm pu- oh, that's crazy. I'm putting it up there with Flat Moon Theory, baby. Flat Moon Theory is a fucking joke. You know what the real deal is? Kennedy was assassinated, and then the fucking alphabet agencies, in coordination with the MI6 in Britain, brought over the Beatles. You know who's still alive? Paul McCartney, who played game. You know who was shot dead on the streets in cold blood? John Lennon, who was calling out to the world the fact that the fucking every that everything was under the control of the fucking organizations, mm. these secret societies. John Lennon was speaking out against. Paul McCartney played the game. Imagine. Just imagine, people. Yeah! Wow, that was way better than what I had. <laughs>